know, Ben, I feel like to start this podcast, I, I have to apologize to our listeners. You know, millions, if not tens of millions of people tune into this program every week because they want factual, actual, non-biased predictions about the games that they're going to watch. And last weekend, I said that this game was going to be 30 to 13. And that did not turn out to be fucking true because it was 40 to fucking nothing, baby. What's good? What is good, mm. Cowboys Nation? It's Victory Monday. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zach will be joining us shortly. He's this late, is fucking guy. Boys will be motherfucking boys, dude. I am so stoked, dog. This is among the best beatdowns I have ever witnessed in my Cowboys fandom career. It was so thoroughly of a shellacking that I it, it, it didn't feel real. And like the comedy of airs for New York just kept stacking up to where it was just going to be one of those games the later and later it went. But it really did feel at one point like nothing could go wrong for us and everything. And, well, they just wrong. couldn't have anything. Like they got oh, yeah. a, at one point they got like an 18 yard passing play and then Diggs punched the ball out on some fucking guy that would never start for another team that's starting for the Giants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. But um, you know, they also I, had I like a, they get a field goal block. Well, well, uh, well, we'll get into it all. But like the field goal blocked, and they miss another field goal. It was just like yeah, good to know who missed three kicks all of last year. <laughs> got two two dings on the record last night. But we'll go through the whole game. Um, I think you know, I don't feel was... bad about that because Gano um has a uh, domestic violence charge. So fuck. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's he's a douche. So you know what? That one's for the ladies. Fucking no. We do not. This podcast is decidedly anti-abuser. Believe all victims. So one thing that I was really struck by is I am not a big uh, as 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 like studied around the Cowboys as I am. I don't take in a lot of like ESPN style media. I don't watch uh, any of the big like uh, undisputeds and like I, I don't really watch cable sports. Uh, like programming at all. And so I feel some like sometimes I'm it's only in the wake of a game that I learn about like the narratives and plot lines that were being laid out about a certain game or team uh going into this matchup. And man, I I got to say as much as I love just slacking a division rival, I I feel some degree of sympathy for the Giants fandom because they were just flat out lied to through the whole offseason. Reading, I spent all of last night reading like their subreddit, all their like articles. Dude, they were really convinced, like gaslit into believing that they had like majorly upgraded this offense with like tons of weapons, that they had solved their offensive line issues, their defense was going to be something to really behold. Danny Jones had taken this huge step forward. I mean, they they were very confident that they were going to beat the Dallas Cowboys last night. And it's like, man, like you look a year ago, we talked about this last week. This is a team that, you know, sacked Danny Jones five times and got 12 QB hits, like, basically a year ago last night. And basically sacked. the same thing happened again, and they were shocked by it. It couldn't have looked worse. Uh, two things real quick. First, uh, a little mea culpa. It was actually uh, Josh Brown was their former kicker who got the domestic abuse. That's right. So I apologize to uh, Graham Gano and his family who are definitely listening. Um, so you, I'm glad you still missed the kicks, but I, I, I will not call you a domestic abuser uh and two back to your point um 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think every fan base goes in with like a certain level of hype. There's certain reason, like year two, Dable, like maybe Danny Dimes takes the next step. Oh, we brought in Darren Waller. We finally have a guy to throw to. Saquon's back. Oh, the, the O-line will be revamped. We got a new center in. And like Evan Neal, maybe he won't suck this year. Uh, he did. But dude, their, their draft picks are looking poor. Really bad. So I think it does make sense that they came in with hype. Uh, I, I don't really blame them for that, but yeah, I, I don't like, it was very quick, quickly evident that the talent gap is just massive between the two teams still. Like, yeah. And I think I that was like their go. goal. Their goal was really to close the gap between, you know, obviously the, the commanders are in kind of no man's land lost right now. They don't have a, they don't have a guy, even a guy they consider their quarterback. Um, they, yeah, they've had to sell the team. They're really in kind of a, a rebuild mode. The Giants made the playoffs last year. They won a playoff game, um, which really I think says a lot more about the Vikings than it does about the Giants personally. Well, but two, two nerds like, or the, the nerd community, like the data analysts that follow football. And I don't consider myself – I kind of have one foot in the door, one foot eye test, but I, I certainly follow a lot of those people and respect the opinion. And they basically would tell you the two luckiest teams in the NFL last year were the Vikings and the Giants. So yeah. when they played each other, it was a lot of like that Spider-Man meme of both them yeah. pointing at each other. Um, I think the Vikings – I think O'Connell's a good coach. I actually think Kirk's a fine quarterback, pretty good. He gets probably unnecessary slander. He's not – anyway, we don't need to go down that road. But focusing on the Giants, like – very similar situation, overachieved last year, won a ton of one-score games. But if you really look at the quality of the wins, they beat a lot of bad teams and lost yeah. to pretty much anybody with a pulse, just slacked them. Um, Dude, and, like, he can't – like, I, I listened to Nate Newton today, and, and he – I mean, Nate is always a kind of cut-to-the-chase guy. He's probably a little bit harsher on people listen, than listen, necessary. Bro. Listen, yeah. bro. And he was just saying today, he's like, look, like, Danny's just not the guy. Like, can he move around – well, yes, but can Danny Jones stand in the pocket and deliver like a tremendous passing game, which you have to be able to do in the NFL at some point against someone? No, like Danny Jones's best season as a pro is a 15 touchdown five pick year. And the only reason that was considered his best is because he just didn't turn the ball over. Like that's Cooper Rush as a starter, folks. Like I, I will say he added 700 yards, seven TDs, but like that's all like he has. It's like a little bit of running. Like he's an did athlete. They, but I'll say Giants this, fans oh, were unironically calling him Vanilla Vic last night on social media. So like, well, that that's, is that's maybe cringe, the worst. bro. That is cringe, dude. That's a tough look. That's a tough look. Um, to quote another national media person. You know, I was just consuming it all today, you know, because I love, you know, as much as the Cowboys get shit on anytime anything goes wrong when we win, it's like. Oh, in the wake of a win, it's great to drink yeah. it all in. So I was drinking in all the Kool-Aid and I, had, uh, you know, Colin Coward was on and he was, uh, you know, they're saying like, you know, of course, like the, the funniest topic they always do on these, like bigger statement for the Cowboys or bigger worry for the Giants. You know, they always weigh two topics against each other. Oh, um, let me guess how Colin fell on no, this one. well. I only say that to, to, the only point that I thought he made that was really interesting, and it goes back to what you were saying, or I guess Nate Newton was saying about Danny Danny Pennies not being the guy, is like, look, I don't know like if 40 to nothing's like as big as the gap between these two teams, but I'll tell you this, the Giants can't beat the Cowboys 40 to nothing. 
even no. if calamity bears like that's uh-uh. just, like they may be able to beat dallas at some point in like a close game somebody's like they the cowboys can beat the giants 40 to nothing there's nothing oh, dallas Danny can beat Dines the giants 60 to nothing like and they did no- not execute flawlessly on offense they didn't roll out the whole book like as soon as it was 16 to zero mike shifted down into first gear and the order of the day was to keep the ball away from the giants and make sure we took care of everybody and make Dude, got out were, of their injury free we were up 16 to zero without having the ball like yeah they had the ball the entire game and i know you know field goals are kind of fluky and blocked but dude even after that like the defense just stepped up the giants basically had one semi-productive first drive which do I do they talk about that drive like where they got they a 15 were yarder, they were crushing like, it dude and it was like bro you moved it was a 48 it was an 11 play 48 yard drive that ended yeah. in a horrific penalty by your only good player a, a very bad fumble and then a blocked field goal i would not go bragging about that drive as like we had them on the ropes i think you saw and this goes back again to the Cowboys difference and giant different like Cowboys could probably beat you a couple different ways. A lot of different yeah. ways. Like they can turn into a, an ugly slug fest. We've seen that where the defense carries them and the crush games, they can turn it into a game where if you want to have a shootout, we'll have a shootout like the Minshew Dak game late in the year. And you know, if, <laughs> if we get going on both sides, it could turn out like this. The giants really only have one way to beat you. And I think we saw it on that first drive. Like they were going to, Danny Dimes basically one read and go and try and power run at Micah. Basically, you have to stop that Cowboys pass rush. And what happened was they get a field goal blocked. You know, the calamity of errors lead to that. Then, you know, three and out. Yeah, once and you're behind. We it's, score it's and then the pick six and you're down 16 nothing. And now all of a sudden that game plan that you could clearly tell Dable wanted to run on that first drive is out the window. You can't do that anymore. And at that point, like it's lambs to the slaughter because now you're playing straight into Micah going straight downhill tank going straight downhill. It looked like their O line had never seen a stunt before. I swear every time we ran a stunt, it just worked tremendously, whether it was Dorrance or Osa or whoever, like no one on their offensive line played well. Even Andrew Thomas got taken advantage of. Now he did get injured on the blocked field goal play. Um, But man, Evan Neal looks worse than Eric flowers. And that's saying something, man. Like, we're talking about the number five overall pick in the NFL draft. It can't miss. I mean, I've never seen a team whiff on so many offensive linemen. Like, Dallas can go get a guy at the back of the first round who's like a project from a mid-tier school and turn him into, like, not a you know an immediate pro bowler or something, but certainly a serviceable starter. And the Giants can have a blue chip pick, pick the first lineman off the board who's like everyone's darling, and the guy will immediately turn into someone who like cannot block like a, a field trip of eighth graders trying to get into a museum. Like it's ridiculous. You know, I was reading through all their their Reddit comments to, to just laughing hysterically before bed last night, and. They had all this, how how does our old line so bad? We need to address it. And so I was like, dude, we have like two firsts, a second. Like, and like they've put in a lot of resources. They just haven't hit. Like, and a lot of it's well, coaching. Like, we've been lucky that the Cowboys have done a really good job developing O-line talent. There's certain Terrence positions Steel. where we certainly don't do that. But on the offensive yeah. line, like you look at Steel was a pro I mean, obviously the big three when they came in, Tyron, Frederick, and Martin, two of the three still there. 
But yeah, Tyler Smith came in. L was pretty good for the most part. I mean, even Connor Williams, who we ragged on and sucked, like was a serviceable player. Biotish has been coached up. He was he's way better now than he was his last night. I reading through uh, the NFL, the RNFL thread. I watched fans from other teams, the Steelers, like tons of other teams, be like. This Biotis guy is a free agent at the end of the year. We got to get him, blah, blah, blah. Which, dude, if you told Cowboys fans two years ago that like other teams would be like haranguing to sign Tyler Biotis in free agency to play center, that would have been hilarious. And look, we had Tyler Smith was out. Like, we, we talked about that a that's little bit. That's what's crazy is like I mean, we were missing alignment and it's and still, and that, I do and have a point about that. We'll get into it later. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, that's supposed to be the strength of their team, their D-line, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't hear Dexter Lawrence's name, Kayvon Thibodeau's name. Uh, Dude, is Kayvon Thibodeau, guys? like... Actually, I was reading through, I didn't realize they, they kind of hate him, so... Yeah, maybe, I was but, unaware of that as well. He, I kind of thought was, he was good just because he went high. I don't pay attention to their games, I guess. So enough, he had but, four sacks as a rookie and was kind of known widely for that really bad moment where he injured someone and then celebrated. Um. But dude, last night he was lined up against Tyron Smith and got didn't allow a pressure handled. Handled. I mean, Tyron's a. I know we rag on his health, but an evergreen man. When he's right, and I know yeah. when he's right is a giant asterisk and bold. Yeah, for like sure. It's, it's very rare, but when he is right, and he's right, I guess I mean even this game he was questionable. So he's, he's an all timer, dude. I mean, he is just like he didn't even give up a pressure last night. Tyler, Tyron at eight percent is better than anybody except like the maybe the top like five to seven rushers in the league. Like your average guy in the NFL just can't even hope to go up was against. Was Dak sacked last night? I don't no. even remember. Zero sacks. Yeah. So you know, I mean, look, this was just a game. And, and sometimes I, I try not to go too crazy on like 40 to zeros. Cause I don't think there's always a huge gap between like a 27, seven game and four. Like sometimes things just get running. In down the NFL deal. though, man, like 40 but, to zero is well, a big deal. A well, 40 burger more. and a goose egg to, to quote Michael Irvin this morning. We gave y'all a 40 burger and a donut for dessert, which is a motherfucking <laughs> bar dog. That is a bar. I love, I love the playmaker so much. Um, but no, to, to expand on that point, like sometimes I kind of hand wave them. It probably isn't 40 points between these two teams, but it's like, dude, you watch these two teams. There's clearly like we're just so much better at almost every position. On yeah. The field. Like there's not a single thing that the Giants, I fear, are better. Maybe if you're a super homer that loves Saquon, you could say he's better than Pollard. And OK, fine. But, you know, that doesn't do much with that O-line and that quarterback. Like, yeah. Do you want to uh, like chronologically go through the game? Because I feel like there is a uh, highlights to, to throughout that. Um, uh, he's we gonna can... speed through them, and we'll just yeah to do it. So uh, I watched the game with Zila, by the way. I know he's not here. Hell so yeah! I actually felt pretty good going in after we talked. Um, it was downpouring rain, by the way, in this game. It was a sloppy fucking game. Uh, but yeah, me and Zila, we felt pretty good once we got like. You know, my emotions are always all over the place. But by the time game started, once again, I was pretty confident. And it just, uh, yeah, I mean, what they got the ball first and they kind of marched down the field like we talked about and some sloppy shit. They got a 15 yarder, which was really fucking. Dumb. I don't know if you want to kind of lead the way. Yeah, I had a, I saw, I, I too was watching the game with some company. I had Ryan McCoy over, uh, a couple of the boys from Austin, and we were watching this game. And 
while we were a little concerned, one of the things I noticed immediately was that the comp the plays that were working were obviously you're running Saquon, then you got some Danny Dimes scrambling, which Cowboys have never done tremendously well against scrambling QBs. But what I was immediately aware of was whenever the camera would catch the behind angle of like Danny running downfield, I would look uh, at the top of the screen, so downfield. And a big reason for those runs was that, dude, the, the backside was just blanketed. Like for the first time since the acquisition of, of Gilly, dude, there's just nowhere to go with the ball against this defense. Like, you're going to have to really have guys run really crisp routes. You're going to re- have to have really elite receiver talent to get open looks against this secondary. And that means you're either going to have to get the ball out really quickly to kind of, you know, short yardage stuff, or you're going to get hit because you got guys coming for you. I mean, the Cowboys, Dak had, uh, Dak got the ball out the fastest in the NFL last night. The average time out was like 2.2 seconds was how long Dak held the ball. So Mike was just letting him get the ball out of there quick. He didn't want Dak to take sacks. He did not want the opportunity for turnovers to be created, which I think was smart. Um, But on this drive in particular, they do drive the ball. They get down to the Cowboys eight. There's uh, Andrew Thomas gets a false start. Then there's the aborted snap uh, by the uh, rookie center. And then on fourth and 21, they go out there. to kick this field goal and Gano gets blocked. Now Bones, dude, was just going ape shit because the block was beautiful. First of all, the block was done by uh, Wanye Thomas, who Thomas is like who had a fucking day, the baby, bro. the darling of camp. Who is sh- he showed up huge in the preseason. He had a great first professional game last night, and then it's scoop and score by recent acquisition uh, Noah. Iguanahi, I think is how you pronounce it. We'll, we'll um, eventually learn his name if he. I know, but dude, like he that. a great run back, fifty-eight yard scoop and score for a TD. Um, so you're you're only like you're talking about you are uh you know five minutes into this game and it's six nothing. Now the Cowboys do trot out this kicker who they drafted out of Notre Dame. Well, um, we'll say, oh yeah, you can go to Aubrey. I was just gonna say on that block, so they. They get all the way down, right? And then they get a false start on our eight and then a bad snap that basically yep. ends their drive. And then they get the block by, like I said, Wanye Thomas. I saw some Bones Fossil, who's just one of the most incredible human beings. Just a character. Literally dude. looked like he had just come out of a cocaine party, just like eyes bugging out of his head. Uh, and anyway, he uh, afterwards was saying that he was praying and telling his wife all last year that he hoped nobody took Wanye Thomas off the practice squad. That's Because so he funny. knew in 2022 he had a dog, and he couldn't wait to unleash him this year. And anyway, uh, he's kind of a surprise guy who made the roster. You know, and no one really heard of him, but uh, huge play from him. And he actually played quite a bit on the defensive side of the ball, too. Yeah, and, and had a good game. One thing I wanted to ask you about on this drive, on the second play from scrimmage, it's second and five, Danny Jones, you know, scrambles out, gets eight yards. At the end of the play, Purse comes in, sticks him late, and gets a flag. I heard kind of some discussion around this. Some people were like, boneheaded play, stupid, classic, blah, blah, blah. I also heard some people say, like, this is this Cowboys defense, which is now, like, taken on this kind of, like, you know, we're fast, we're physical, we're dogs. This is sending a message. Like, you're not just going to come out here and scamper around the whole game. You're going to get hit if you do that. 
how do you feel about that? Do you think it was stupid for him to, to hit him that late? I kind of hate the rule. Of, I mean, I understand the need to protect quarterbacks. I also watched on the very next play, Danny Jones took advantage of this. They do that kind of like fake slide. Where Mahomes they is the king slide. of this. Which I know, and it hate. sucks because guys will get a flag for doing what Curse did, and then they'll hesitate the next time because they don't want to get flagged. They, they need to outlaw the QB out fake slide, honestly. But, yeah, it's um, like you got to go answer, down. To answer the question, I think little column A, little column B. I mean, if it was someone besides Curse, I'd probably say Bonehead. Curse plays with a little bit of chip on his shoulder for sure. I do like it, dude. I love it, but he's I feel the curse wearing one. Uh it took some adjusting. I actually love I really liked him in 27. I think 27 yeah. is a dope number, to be honest. So I'm kind of bummed, but one's fine. One's cool. I mean he can make I'm sure cool. if he makes a bunch of cool plays in one, I'll be it, like, this is sick. Less cool that Kelvin Joseph just had it. So you know, um it's definitely erased, did pollute the number a little bit for sure. It's gotta erase that a little bit, but uh I think curse a little bit of dog. I think I kind of watched the replay though. I I don't think it was as much of him trying to send a message. I think he he hit him late. Um, yeah, it's definitely. I, I agree with you. I uh, I don't but, think. I don't, but you know, I, I I think to your point, Curse is a little dog in him. He may have. I I wouldn't be shocked if Dan Quinn said like, "Hey, if this guy wants to run on you guys and he thinks he can, like, fucking pop him." And so and, and I, I felt sure it was one of those. The whole defense played more physically than I have seen them in the past. Particularly, I'm going to talk about this with, the, with 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 Trayvon Diggs. Yes. The Gilmore pick, uh, that was Micah? It wasn't a late hit. I know Giants fans wanted one, but he definitely was like, I don't give a shit if you're on the sideline. I, side and I, felt, I felt like Micah played that well. He shoved him. He didn't use his body. Use yeah, he his was arms. throwing it from the sideline. Yeah, and he went down be. He went down with Jones, so it would kind of appear that his momentum carried him. I'll, we'll get to the best acting job in this entire game, which is the uh, oh, pass interference that Cooks drew. Dude, that is that is the Daniel Day Lewis of fucking PIs. That me was like Zach ten feet over that, his dude. head, dog. Professional but, but wide receiver, right there. Um, hey, you know what? That's why we went and got Cooks, baby. So yes, the kicker, which by the way, Bones Fossil called Aubrey his. Which <laughs> is weird. A secret weapon, which is a funny thing to call a kicker. I don't so know. This dude played for Notre Dame. And yeah. then got drafted into the MLS. He's a professional soccer player. And then made his professional football debut last night. Misses an extra point. And then after that, he's flawless. Um, yeah. And was wet. And he even said, uh, so Bones brought this up too. I, I have like a weird fascination with Bones. I need I need a documentary about this man's life. Bones is, is great, dude. Um, But anyway, he was saying that after the return, right, he was out there and it was about 15 seconds till they snapped the ball and kind of threw him off his rhythm and timing. So the next time from there out, he like paced himself better. He kind of, that's what Bone said, kind of adjusted yeah. from it, but basically was standing there too long, which, hey, is a, it's funny that golfers always try to relate to kickers, I guess, because, you know, draw a fade. But like sometimes you're standing on the tee box forever and you're just standing there too long over the ball and you like finally you get up to hit and you hit a bad one. I kind of think it was one of those. Like he just, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and then you're like, oh, shit, I, you know, you almost have For too sure. much time to prepare. Absolutely, but, uh, overthink it, yeah. But look, I, I called two missed kicks. There was only one, and they didn't cost us, so. Hey, and he hit, a, he hit like a 40-yarder. Like, he did his job. I, I will definitely take it. Um, I don't know if I trust him yet, but also those conditions no. were so bad that I can't, yeah. like, I can't really hate. And Graham Gano is like a Pro Bowl-level kicker, and he missed two. So, you know, I'm not going to be too hard on. Aubrey, but yeah, it was funny, a little funny to watch him miss the first extra point. Of agreed, agreed. So the the Giants get the ball back, and I could tell from like reading their their threads and stuff, like they definitely 
we're like, hey, we moved the ball well that first drive. We got bad luck on the snap. We're going to be fine on this one. And then in comes Mr. Opportunistic himself, Dante Fowler Jr., dude. Like, it seems like Dante Fowler makes, like, five to seven huge plays a year, and that's it. Like, you he's know who not a team in pressures. Who? It was Dante Fowler. Him I, and Mike are both tied. Actually. That doesn't totally surprise me because so on this play, he not only gets in there and hits Daniel Jones, gets a QB hit, but also tips the ball. So, like, ruins this play immediately it's almost picked if there'd been someone in the area um go to second and 10 he tries to throw it to waller wanya thomas is on the coverage and then on third and 10 dude just the nastiest sack by micah it's a classic micah sack which is a, a lineman gets a fully engaged block on micah where if it was any other guy it'd be like well just by that block getting engaged there's not enough time for this guy to get to the quarterback now. And Micah just gets around him and just covers the distance, the 10 yard distance to, to uh, Jones in like two seconds, puts him on the ground and is like 10 yards behind him before you can blink. Um, and that's how you knew the party had really started. They punt. Can I, um, uh, can I use this to, uh, so we can, our, our weekly Micah Parsons is really good at football. Yeah, segment he's a quick, freak show. But dude. Like he's, he was so good. I mean, he's runner defensive player of the year, runner up two years in a row, I think took a step forward last year. He's very vocal. His post-game quote was about like, Hey man, like the statement well, we wanted to make game? Uh, the statement he wanted to make was uh, like, we're the best defense in the NFL. That's what I've been saying. That's what we're going to keep backing up. That's what we're here to prove. And I love, dude, he plays with such a chip on it. Like, He's one of those guys that like being good's not enough. Being great's not enough. Like it's I like one of those people who I wish I was wired this way or just driven to be elite, like at everything they do and everything that they touch. And like the next level of that, right. is like, we know you can get after the passer. We know you're the, probably the freakiest athlete on any NFL field you step on, which is insane to say, but at least up there, like the next level is making your teammates better. And on four of the seven sacks we had, Micah was engaged in a double team. In one Dude, of them, the, the on one, one of them showed he, in, where he on took replay Andrew Thomas and the, the, yes. their left guard and left uh, tackle both engaged Micah. And I forget who are in. I think I don't know. Osa, that was, Osa, that was, Osa was at tackle. Osa doesn't and just even get blocked. Inside, and just and like he, he can't even believe it. He almost freezes. He's like, oh, and just walks to Daniel Jones. <laughs> no one, and kills no one him. even touches him because Micah's crazy. Involved. And Micah's not. We we go over this like. I'm not saying he's better or worse than Miles Garrett, although I take Micah just being a homer or like TJ Watt. But dude, those guys are like physically so much bigger than him. Yeah. I don't know how this guy. Like, he's so powerful for what he is in his frame. It's it's, it's crazy. I mean, um, when you look at Miles Garrett line up, it's terrifying. He is fucking enormous. He it's like having a def- it's like having an offensive tackle that can run a four five. Go to TJ Watt. TJ Watt had a three set game. Bro, the fucking uh that 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 gif that's going around of Miles Garrett doing the like dribbling crossover. between the legs, the crossover like in just in front of their whole line and it and then kills them both and sacks them anyway. You're just like that sucks, dude. That's when you know it's like I can I can just sit here and fuck with you and then kill your guy. Like Yeah, yeah. And and that's what I mean. The like the next level i think for micah is like making the rest of the team better and like yeah. taking that like leadership and tangible role which you're probably almost too young to have your first second year but the more he becomes like 
once you're an alpha dog and now everyone knows he's an alpha dog and it's probably known, but now that you're established as like, Hey, this is the best player on the Dallas Cowboys. Like everyone looks to you all the time. And I think what's really exciting about that and why this defense does have a chance to be as special as they want to be as good as Gilmore is as good as Diggs is as good as tank is like, that's the guy who's going to make, that's the guy who's going to take it there because he's yeah. all eyeballs on him. He works his fucking tail off. He backs up his talk. Like he really believes that he's the best and that they're the best. And it's well, and how long have we begged about for Dez? a dog, dude? Like how long have we begged? Like, especially since Dez left, we you felt like, Hey, like Dak is great. Zeke is great. A lot of Amari's great. CD's great. We have very talented players, but we don't have someone that's going to intimidate the, the other team. We don't have someone that's going to be like in the huddle being like, put it on me. I want the pressure. I want the game on the line. I want it in my hands. And Micah was born that way. Like, It goes back to even what we said about like DeMarcus Ware. I love DeMarcus Ware. I would never have called him a dog. Like He's no. a very good Hall of Fame player. You couldn't ask for more, but Mike, he was very like, we used to call him like the BFG, like a big friendly giant, just like yeah. very much goes about his bigness, you know, just very quiet. And I think. And Mike is a smaller guy who is 10 times his size in And I'm not trying to stand where, I just mean personality wise. Agreed. Like you need, you, you every locker room needs that. You don't need too many of those guys, but you need somebody in that room to be like the one who doesn't matter how like outmatched the team is. It's like, no, we're, we can play with these fucking guys. In fact, yeah. we're better than these. Fu- the To go back to our high school lacrosse, which is a reference nobody of our listeners care about, but the Drew Cleek that just comes in and goes, dude, these fucking guys these suck. These guys suck, dude. These yeah, things. like all these guys suck, and they'll kill us, but he'll still be like, nah, dude, they got lucky. They sucked. Like, you need that for sure. You need the belief. The, the well, even like at rookie Micah in his first training camp, having never taken a professional snap, is like, dude, we're going to win a Super Bowl like in the next two years for sure, dude. Like, we got way too much talent, dude. Like, <laughs> like dude, you've never even played NFL football. You're out here talking about rings, dude, but hey. He, I believe, he legitimately dude. believes he's faster than Tyree Kill when you ask him. Like he's that's like the level of confidence we're talking about. He thinks he's a better wide receiver. Who was it than whoever was in the draft? I can't remember. He was telling JC Horn, like, you can't even cover me. How are you gonna cover someone else? Like, dude, <laughs> he just he genuinely, I think, believes he's he's he can do anything. And that's awesome. And anyway, I uh I know we paused in the middle of that, but I just felt he needed his his no, flowers. definitely, a, and we'll talk a, more about him as this goes on, I'm sure. But as a uh, Jerry Jones, uh, our favorite Jerry Jones saying, as a, a certified war daddy, he is the war daddy. So the Cowboys' offense finally sees the field with three minutes and forty five seconds, which is someone <laughs> who bet on some CD Lamb overs. That was very painful. But. Yeah, so we only have seven minutes left in the first quarter when Dak takes the field. Um. They they are very this all so everyone was kind of there's a bunch of questions about like what is this new offense gonna look like? Mike's calling the plays. Um some things I saw that I immediately really liked, frankly. Uh one, they are Mike was hell bent on removing chances for Dak to outsmart himself. You know, Dak's a gunslinger a little bit. He wants to, like, make big plays happen. And Mike called a lot of plays that would use Dak to his, his like, I think Dak's skill set well. And also make sure that Dak is not being asked to, like, throw the ball into triple coverage, or, like, fire into tight windows over and over again. Like, not that Dak can't do those things. 
but this offense does not require that of Dak on every single down. Um, another thing which we asked of Kellen Moore forever, and he just didn't ever want to use is we finally saw a rub play, a pick play from the Cowboys offense for the first time ever. It sprung CeeDee Lamb for a 50-yard uh, catch so, on this first drive. So Ferguson basically just obliterates the corner. Yeah, it, Legally, but, you know. Every, every team in the NFL has been doing this for like five years, and the Cowboys have just never fucking done it. And we finally did it. We only did it once in this game. Now, the Cowboys very deliberately early in this game decided they were not going to pull every trick out of the hat. Sean Hyman um, even wisely. said, yeah, he he said today in their interview that they have some stuff that like worked this week that they kind of pulled back. Basically, yeah. the stuff that they think also works very well against the Jets. They kind of like wanted to go a little vanilla towards the end. And you could tell, for sure. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I mean, don't think I, Rico Doddle gets that many carries in a normal game. No, Deuce Vaughn certainly isn't getting mop up duty. Um, uh, some interesting things though. So, so yes, the Ceedee Lamb pick play works great. Chukes a guy out, dude. He. I think if we needed to, he could have had like 150 on a Dory Jackson today. Like that was such a mistake. Easily. The big disappointment in this. They, they traveled a Dory with CD for a bunch. Yeah. And they even say a Dory, who you talked about in the pregame pod, like also a better outside corner than slot. And CD yep. plays a lot in the slot. Like that's just not like they could have just lined up CD in the slot all day and abused. CD looks bigger and more physical this year than he did last year. And I think it's going to serve him very well in that role playing on the inside. The only thing I was really disappointed in in this offense, frankly, was mm, the was play of our tight ends, dude. I was waiting on this for you. Dude, I have been a tremendous Jake Ferguson truther, and I still believe Jake Ferguson has huge upside. But him and Hendershot both dropped basically touchdowns last night. Um, Hendershot, for sure. Dak put a perfect ball on him on the goal line that he just flat out dropped. Ferguson had two bad drops. Real quick, per PFF. Cowboys had the most drops of any team in week one. Us and I think the Texans and then the Chiefs were second. But yeah, four I drops. Mean, uh, one for Hendershot. I think one was Cooks and then two were Fergie. So, um, yeah, look, I, I have to admit, I, I've been on the hype train with you as Ferguson. Well, I'm going to I'm going to let you know. I, uh, I still have my ticket. I have like the full day ticket on the train, but I got off the last stop, you know, and I'll, I'll probably yeah. get back on, but I, I, I got off the train for a bit. I needed to, needed to see some sights, some surroundings in the city. I'll, I'll come back to the train, you know, go probably, but I, I needed to get off the, the, the high. I, I get it. When he did get the ball in his hands, he, he moved well. I thought he made the, he, we saw what I, what, what we liked about him, which is that like, once he, he gets block, the ball, like he, for, yeah, he, he blocks well, he can move well. He has better, a way more athletic upside than, than Dalton Schultz. And for the record, he still had a better game than Dalton Schultz did yesterday. Um, but those drops are concerning and disappointing. I know it's wet. I know it's pissing rain. I know all those things. But, you know, in a game that matters, you got to have those catches. And when they hit you in both hands, you just have to have them. So I'm not going to spend the whole podcast shitting on him, but this field goal should have been a touchdown. Um, fortunately, the next drive uh, – it goes it starts to just go downhill really fast for the Giants. So first down, Daniel Jones gets sacked by Demarcus Lawrence. How did Second that drive end, by the way? Was that the field goal? We got yeah. the red zone and yeah, I couldn't punch it in. Yeah. Yep, we get first and six at the six, and Ferguson has his first drop. Uh then 
Dak hits Turpin, who gets four yards, so we're third and two at the two, and then Dak throws to Ferguson again, uh, and he does not catch it. I don't know if that one, I don't think that one was a drop. It just, you know, he just didn't catch the ball. Um, and then fourth and goal, they kick a 21-yard field goal, so they're up 9-0. Um, the, next, the next drive, uh, like I said, starts with a sack, and then on third and 19, uh, Daniel Jones throws a little buddy pass out to to Barkley out in the flat, who immediately gets popped by Trayvon Diggs, who, you know, that's one of the big, I think, uh, criticisms that's always been leveled at Diggs, other than that he's a gambler and he gets burned and all this other shit. He's, he's not, not physical. Tackler. He's not a tackler. Which, dude, I, I kind of hate this. Like, outside of Marshawn fucking Lattimore, like, how... I, I guess Richard Sherman was a willing tackler. Maybe Stephon Gilmore is a is a more physical corner. That's true, but like, dude, um, Dion was like very much quoted as saying, "Like, I don't get paid to tackle." Like, sure, <laughs> if you're as good as Dion at I know. covering, well, Dion is also you can another, afford to say that. Yeah, one. but my point is, there's plenty of corners who don't. It's really I agree. Like, yeah, I, I guess the thing, it's a Cowboys thing that like it is. I just don't. There's a lot of high-profile corners I don't think are willing tacklers. I agree with you, but I was what I do like is that I think that the arrival of Stefan Gilmore to this team, which Diggs has like lauded as being really good, he loves having someone on the other side that he can trust. And I don't think it's a coincidence that this guy, kind of known as a more physical style corner, arrives, and now we see in the first game, Diggs is suddenly like laying the wood on people. So he puts his helmet right on the ball. Your boy, Andy's favorite running back. This is honestly like a me and Ben like dream play. Like Saquon (laughs) Barkley gets fucking popped. The the ball flies up. Deron Bland just picks it out of the air. It's a pick six. Fifth pick in seven games. Beautiful slow motion shot. I want to say that one more time. Go fifth pick in seven games for Deron Bland. He's sick, dude. He's sick. Um, He. We get this beautiful slow motion shot of Saquon Barkley sitting on the ground in MetLife <laughs> with the rain coming down. He just looks dejected as Dude, all those little like black on his beads face. On yeah. his face. Like, and and I was like, Well, I don't know if it's gonna replace my infant son as my background on my laptop, but it might for a little bit. So uh, right there, dude. zero and it's it's it feels like game. Like it Dude, at this point, you already have people like trying to decide if they're going to leave the stadium. Um, the the Giants get the ball back and go three and out immediately, um, especially because Daniel Jones gets blasted for a tackle for loss by Marquise Bell, who played his ass off. Another person who was just like another guy. Depth you see player. where uh, uh, DQ played him? He played him in linebacker on yeah. one of those rounds. Like that's what I was talking about. On our, our last part, we were talking about the roster. We only took three linebackers, and there's a lot of Damone Clark and a lot of LVE. I didn't see a ton of them, but, like, dude, Wanye Thomas and, like, Marquise Bell are playing a ton of snaps. And, you know, yeah. and that's without Donovan Wilson. When Donovan Wilson comes back, like, Donovan Wilson's role, if you ask, like, DQ, is supposed to be, like, the spy. Like, that's yeah. supposed – like, he's supposed to be the QB scrambler stopper. J. Ron Curse always calls himself the uh, tight end killer, essentially. But like, anyway, yeah, great play by Marquise Bell. I just want to point out like how how fluid that defensive lineup was with with rotations. That is one thing that's great about DQ is that like because this system allows for so much position flex. The when you know for a lot of teams a loss like you know Overshone would have really thrown a wrench in mm-hmm. your plans like a couple weeks before the season. And obviously we do miss Overshone because he's a playmaker, but 
the the fluidity between the second two layers of the defense between linebacker and safety has made it so that DQ can just kind of shift those guys in and out. They made tons of impact plays last night. Um, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Um, so good, man. I mean, that's really what I think this team will hang its hat on is is that defensive unit. But yeah, so another stop. So we get the ball back again, up sixteen to nothing. And at this point, you know, it's like, what else? <laughs> what else can go right? You know. Yeah, and it's it's nineteen zero as you run down the clock at the end of the first quarter. Um, the Cowboys would then just march the ball down. Uh, they'd get to the Giants' twenty before things stalled out for them. This was the one where, on third and ten, Dak Did he hit CD. No, he missed Fer- Ferguson. He hit Ferguson oh, in both Fergie hands it, on third yeah. and ten, and he dropped it. So that was the the big drop for Ferguson. I'll give Ferguson a little bit. Like I said, I'm I'm off the hype train. I still have the ticket because the conditions were bad. There, you yeah, know, it was wet as shit. So I don't, I don't blame him terribly. I mean, neither. That's the same thing with like Danny Dimes look like shit mainly because of pressure. But like, it wasn't like Dak was lighting it up. I mean, we didn't need it, but I just mean that was bad throwing conditions. That was pretty bad for throwing. sure, for sure. Um, so we end up kicking a field goal there to make it nineteen zero. Um, and the dude, there's still could, a lot of time left on the clock. Yeah, and and I and even then I'm like, okay, like they could come back. 19-0 isn't that much. We got to keep our foot on the gas. But then on the the first play of the next drive, Danny Jones like scrambles out to the right. He's going along the sidelines. Mike is hitting him. He just tries to like force one that he should not have thrown, frankly. And this is a ball that last year is going to Anthony Brown towards Anthony Brown, and Anthony Brown maybe draws a dumb penalty. I don't want to blame Anthony Brown. Through. He got hurt. It's really more like when Kelvin Joseph and Nation Wright got there. Yeah, got yeah. Bad. Just the, that. This is one of those number two corner issues, though. And instead, you're throwing at Gilmore, and Stefan Gilmore picks this shit off in his first game as a Cowboy. Uh, awesome awareness pick. We get the ball back uh, at the New York 38. Um, and you want to hear uh, Stefan Gilmore's day real quick, please? Uh, Stefan Gilmore was targeted six times officially, uh, gave up three catches for 36 yards, two pass breakups, and a pick, passer rating of 12.5. He's nasty, dude. He is a timeless wonder of the cornerback And you got to realize, like, to your point, people, and I'm not a big Dan Rovalski guy either because I think he's got a stick, but, you know, generally when he breaks down, like, he's right. People basically figured out, hey, we're going to get physical with Micah or make him react. We're going to get physical with that Cowboys line, and then we're just not going to throw at Dicks. Like, maybe we can beat him, but it's just not worth it because we can take advantage of the number two corner. And that's gone now. Like, you can't throw at Stephon Gilmore, man. Like, yep. I mean, that's Jalen Hyatt, a rookie, going against a 33-year-old guy. Me and Andy are 33. We ain't running with nobody, man. Nah, not dude. happening. And Stephon Gilmore, dude, every time, even when he gave up catches, he was right there. It wasn't like he was getting torched. No, and he um, made great tackles when guys did get he he didn't give up yards after catch. Like he did his job to so a yeah, great, great play. But, uh, I just wanted to interject there. Great game from Gilmore. Oh, indeed. Um, so we do get the ball back to New York 38. What I love about this drive is the game is now getting away from the Giants, and Mike shifts to two things that I love. One, he does not outsmart himself. We saw this from Kellen so often he would get super fucking cute in situations like this. This is when all the fucking double, triple, jet sweep, halfback passes, wide receiver passes come out, all the like long developing trickeration plays. 
This is where Noah Brown's getting fed because Cedric Wilson's not on the team anymore. Um, instead, Mike does a couple things. One, he begins the chess game of setting up future teams. So he starts using, at this point in the game, he starts using Kevontae Turpin as a running back. He does this a bunch throughout the game. He ends up scoring a touchdown later with Kevontae Turpin as a running back. And while it wasn't the most effective tool, I don't think, what it does do is it allows you to line up Kevontae Turpin in the backfield, and people have to respect the idea of him being direct snapped, like handed the ball off as a running back and running through the A-gap, like a standard running play. And so down the line, people aren't going to be able to immediately run out to the wing or something else. So Mike's already thinking in those terms, which I love. And then when we do get down to like second and fourth, the New York five, third and one, we don't do anything crazy. We just do a, a immediate snap to Dak and a shovel pass out to Pollard who punches it in. Like don't try to get complicated. We're not running anything crazy. We let the blockers block and we run power football up the gut and score a touchdown. I was incredibly pleased with that after so many missed opportunities under Kellen's regime where we like did something stupid down here by the goal line and just would refuse to just like let the guys play football. I liked that Pollard TD run, by the way. Yeah. He's nice. so sick, dude. Um, Zach has joined us, by oh, the way. I, I saw yes. him in. I haven't heard him speak. I didn't know. I don't see the camera, so I wasn't sure he was actually Cameras here. Cameras keeps messing up. I was trying to fix it, but no so, yeah, What a debut. From McCarthy as complete control of the team. Loved it, like, man. What a I loved game. it. He give, give he us your thoughts, so Zach. Yeah, give us. Yeah, us. you you uh, you're coming in. You're coming in late, so you're coming in hot. Tell us your your first take. Go right here. You know. Oh, I mean, it was just we just looked so damn good in every single aspect of it, except maybe it. the passing. But with the rain, you can't really judge that. That's yeah, the big issue. Zach, then, you know, uh, with like Dak Prescott as your quarterback, you're never going to look good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, also, it's just like, how bad are the Giants really? That is the question. That, that's the big question for me now because they're not good. We, I don't think any of us actually thought they would be. We know we're, we are really good. The question is just like, what's, what's the skill gap there? That's really what I've been trying to think of. We day. won't have to wait long to find out, fortunately. I mean, I don't know now with Aaron Rodgers being gimpy. I don't know if next yeah, week's so, going to be the test it was. But we, we do have, like, the Bills coming up. We have we, – and the Niners are not far around the corner. Like, Dude, they already ruled him out. I think he's he – I think Rodgers is done for the season. I think he broke something. Here's he's either thing, done man. for the season or multiple weeks. The so. Jets have a horrible offensive line, even worse than the Giants, which is saying something after last night. If Aaron Rodgers and he's not is, mobile anymore. If he did play next week, there's a chance we watch a man die on a football field. I was thinking about this, guys. So That's the curse. We, we talk about oh, how yeah. the Cowboys struggle occasionally with like mobile quarterbacks. How many of them really even exist in the NFC? Like it's Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts and maybe Daniel Jones. Like you played one of the most mobile ones that exist and you ate him. Like Kirk, if you get the Vikings somehow make a thing, he's a statue. Jared Goff's a statue, if they're a thing. Um, Jordan Love's pretty immobile. You know, you look at Brock Purdy, you know, I have a lot of respect for Shanahan. He'll disguise the shit out of that, but they have a very questionable O-line in San Francisco. Um like, I just don't know. There's not a lot of mobile quarterbacks. And so if we get in a situation where we can kind of do what 
mainly Philly did last year where they got up. I mean, they led in like 70% of their time of possession or something stupid. Like, dude, if we get up on teams like we did New York and we take away their main game plan, which is to kind of, I would imagine people are just going to try and power run at us. If we take that yep. away from teams, dude, I, I don't think any team feels comfortable just sitting back there and letting their guy throw the Eagles. I know they scored a punch at the end of the year, maybe, but like, even then, man, I don't, this team's really built to if you let them play with a lead, this defense is going to eat you. It just will. It's too good. It's same thing with San Francisco. If they get a lead, like these defenses are just too good. So, you know, I was thinking about that. Like there's not really anyone in the NFC that can kind of subvert that. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to, you're, you're the, the, Biggest running threats are all on the other side of the bracket, right? Your mm-hmm. Lamars, your, you know, I don't think you're going to, you don't need to worry about the Colts being in the playoffs this year, I wouldn't think. Um, well, even the AFC, just like Mahomes is mobile. He's not like sure. a runner, but like Trevor Lawrence is mobile. He's not a runner. Like even Burrow, Burrow has got a little bit of like get out. Herbert's got a little bit of get out. Like at least Danny Dimes is kind of level. Um, the vanilla Vic, dude. The vanilla Vic. Uh, anyway, I guess that's what I'm really pumped about is that, like, this offense um, and Zach, you know, I'm interested in your take. We were kind of talking play calling. I thought there was a really nice flow to that game into that offense last night. I mean, we had four drops. I thought we kind of force-fed your boy Fergie a little too much. I don't know if you, you got, like, six of the first four. Mike does targets. love him a two-tight end set. He is a big fan of it. He ran a bunch funny. of bunch plays, a bunch of two tight end sets. But if those guys catch those balls, I, we're raving about how great it is. So yeah, and look, we we didn't even get to I forget where it is in the game uh, or where where we got to when Zach got here. But uh, like Cook sells like probably the best DPI of all time. Like a very yeah. <laughs> a very if I, if this happened to Dallas, we would have been pretty pissed. But like, clearly, just throws his whole body into the the corner, just axed the shit out of it. Well, on and dude, uh, it was well played though. Both corners yeah. for for the Giants were rookies. Cooks yep. knew what he was up against. He knew that if he did that, that the instinct is to like grab onto something hitting you, and so the only way to grab onto someone in your chest is like around their front, and that's that's a penalty. So, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, but. I like that. Uh, but uh, to go back to Mike, like that was a third and 10 or third and 12 and Dak threw it deep. How many deep shots did we like? He didn't throw a ton of balls in general, but on third and longs, these weren't dump offs, man. Like he threw over the chains, like Mike, let him throw it fucking. Hey man, you got a one-on-one with cooks or CD like go, go oh, and man, it. the, the scheming, the, the scheme allowed CD lamb to be wide open at longer than 15 yards on multiple occasions, Guys, which I love seeing. Have a big year. He's going to be a huge year. I mean, that rub play on the first drive that CD took 50 yards, and then there was another one he he caught hauled in for like 24. I mean, that was the vast majority of his day right there. He ended with like 77 yards, and I think like 65 of it came on two catches. Um, they just didn't need to do much. They were very content to just keep the ball away from the Giants and make sure that we did not provide any opportunities for turnovers. Um, Dak did like thread a couple, like the one that he threw to Hendo that Hendo dropped on on the goal line was a really good pass. That one he threw um, to CD where uh, CD, Thibodeau yeah. drops back in coverage and he just throws it right behind him anyway. Dude, it's a great pass. Um, so 
the the skill was was there. It just wasn't necessary. And frankly, that's what I'd love to see. I mean, I think we're seeing Dak go through a very similar recognition that we saw Romo go through. We're like. Romo had a ton of these seasons where he threw for like a billion yards and a billion touchdowns and his pick numbers were high. And then by 2014, when the Cowboys get like a real defense and a good offensive line and a run game, Romo's overall numbers come down, but his efficiency goes up and they win a lot more because Romo's not having to play hero ball. And asking Dak Prescott, who, you know, I do, I probably have a higher opinion of Dak than a lot of people. I think he, on a good day, is probably like sniffing the top five, six, seven QBs in the league. And on a bad day, he's more of the like 12 to 10 range. But asking that guy on a consistent basis, like, hey, we're going to put the whole game on your shoulders. Go throw us out of a hole. Go throw for 404 TDs or we lose. I don't think that's a good idea unless you have Patrick Mahomes. And we saw last Thursday, that that can really bite you in the ass unless you've got the right personnel around Patrick Mahomes, who is an absolute alien. Like, we will, we may not see another Patrick Mahomes in the next decade of watching guys, you know, being trained from birth to play the position of quarterback. So Dak is a great field general. He processes information well. Putting him in an offense like this, where it's allowing him to distribute, get the ball out quickly, limit opportunities for mistakes use a, we have a ton of talent around him utilizing it in a bunch of creative ways i think that is the path to victory especially when you have a defense that looks like you know zach asked me last podcast you know i said i think this could be the best defense of our lifetime and zach said you know our lifetime or our adult lifetime and i i you know i i was like hesitant to say it but i did say our lifetime and now dude i feel really confident about that statement like they are special at all three levels they are coached by who i think is the best defensive coordinator in football do they have a chance to be like baltimore ravens early 2000s level special defense i agree completely with that i was saying before i was trying to you know figure out how much of this is legit the defense definitely is like you yeah. don't shut them out that long without just being something special. This is definitely the goose egg is crazy in the NFL, dude. A, a true goose egg is great. Now, I mean, obviously and, they dude, missed a field goal, so like our backups were against their starters at the end, and they yeah. still couldn't score. That I will say this, most, man. Like phoned in Jason Garrett ass performance I've ever seen from the Giants. Dobble like, deserves a little bit of some stick, yeah. For for keeping Danny Jones in there after he had taken out Andrew Thomas, after he had taken out Saquon, and then you're calling designed QB runs. That's where I would have stopped. Like on third and twenty in the rain without his starting offensive line or his running back in, like that is flat out irresponsible. And they they asked Micah about this today. Um, I don't know if Micah has like a podcast or I guess he's on like Barstool or somebody. Like, like lets Micah come talk. It's kind of weird. They used to keep the lid on guys more. Micah, they sort of let free roam. Like, he's yeah. in a lot of, like, shit, dude. Like, he yeah. did, like, the draft, like, with FanDuel or somebody. That's, that's what it is. He's, he has his own yeah. little show thing on FanDuel, and he was on it today, and he kind of lit into the Giants coaching staff being like, I thought it was wrong and irresponsible uh, for them to keep Danny Jones out there. He's like, they're like, he was like, that's your franchise quarterback. And he's going to get injured. Like Micah basically being like, I don't want to kill this man, but I will <laughs> if you let me. Like, <laughs> but um, I, I don't know what they were trying to do. Uh, uh, the only thing I can think of was build something. But like, I don't know. Also, like this is on Danny. I, I got to say this about Danny Dimes. Like, dude, when you're down 
16 and then 24 and 25. Like, dude, five-yard scrambles aren't the fucking thing. I know last year they, like, took out, like, all risk, all risk. But, dude, when you go so risk-averse, and this is the only thing I don't want Dak to do is, like, a counter to the interceptions. Like, dude, you take away a big element of your team. Well, you got like, look at Mahomes, look at Josh Allen, look at Dak. Like, I think good quarterback, you got to put the ball in risky spots. Like, yeah. And like, I don't think we're at any defense. I don't think we're at any risk of Dak not taking chances. I think he's naturally, no, no, but he naturally leans in that direction. But Um, I think you look at, and this is my problem with like Kirk too. Yeah. and, And Danny, like, dude, like, not throwing a pick just for the sake of not throwing a pick or putting the ball up, you're also taking away the chance of like a conversion there. And I, I guess it looks better on your final stat line, but you're not giving your team a better chance to win the game by not making that throw in coverage. Well, and your your stat line did not end up looking good. Danny Jones, we, we don't have to go through the rest of this game. It continues much the same. Yeah, we, we kind of got disappointed, but if you were watching, I mean, it was, it was over by – I posted the Vince Carter gif uh, – I think at 26 zero. That is the largest halftime deficit the Giants have ever had in their franchise history. Um, Daniel Jones ends this game 15 of 28 for 104, a 3.7 average, zero touchdowns, two picks, seven sacks for 47 yards of loss, a QBR of eight, and a passer rating of 32. Um, Saquon got 12 touches for 51 yards. Danny rushed 13 times for 43 yards. The That's leading a- receiver for the Giants was Darren Waller, three for 36. Um, he had one nice snag. Shout out to Waller. Um, how much are they paying Dadel Jones again this year, Andy? Uh, this year he's uh, only going to take him like 12 million bucks. Okay, but Cal- he is on a he is on a is different than. Average yeah. annual salary is forty mil, which is the same as Dak. He's he's on the last year of his uh his original deal, and then the new year, new deal okay. starts next year. Then he year. goes to forty mil. Uh, yeah, okay. so he'll make he'll make forty million bucks. Which don't get me wrong, I don't I I mean I I think that like all the like talk of like how much each player makes is kind of like propaganda from the owners because like frankly like every everyone is out here trying to make the most money they can so also, i don't blame like every any qb for taking max like money record setting deal oh. for so and so i was like yeah the cap goes up every year like, I'll say yeah. i see like daniel jones as a person i'm happy with him making a shitload of money yeah dude i mean I a lot of these guys are amusing though you know the quality sure. of the play dude, they shouldn't have the, paid him they shouldn't have paid him no, they shouldn't have paid him i will say this i should have paid so i'm not a cap guru the nfl is harder than like nba because the NFL still somehow the only league that that gets away with not fully guaranteeing their contracts, so yeah. it's hard. But basically, from, you'll from see what these headlines that are like, so and so gets three hundred million, and it's like not really like yeah, getting, even like the digs, yeah. like Amari, we had an out, like the dig, like even the digs deal, we have an out earlier in that, like the Danny Dimes deal. It's so yeah, it's four for one sixty or some shit, but really it's like. People said after two years, they can inject on that shit. Same with Zeke, dude. Like, everyone threw a huge fit about the Zeke deal. We ended up paying oh, Zeke. But we, put, but we punted it. We restructured his ass. which For sure, for sure. But I'm just saying, like, a lot – that's how all this works is, like, everyone sees the big number. But, one, there's all this structuring. There's all these clauses. And then these dudes do, and I hate to be, you know, Mr. Taxes, but – these guys pay taxes in every state they play in. Like Danny Jones is going to end up making like five million bucks this year, which for the hits he took last night probably doesn't seem like much. I'll be honest with can you. Can we? Can we? 
Can we rehash? Because I had a I had to put a Mia culpa last year on my Danny Dimes disrespect. Can we like can we can we bring it up that he is bad? Dude, they were talking, dude. The Giants fans Zach, this narrative around him was crazy, dude. They were like, he's he's I, just Jalen Hurts with worse blocking. That's I I, I, I think I, that he is extraordinarily mediocre. I don't think he'll elevate a team. I don't think he'll, you know, de-elevate a team. He'll be exactly what that team is. He's like default quarterback. I so still think that. that. New, I think that, like 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 Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they paid him like he was the 10th highest QB and he's really like the 18th highest QB. Yes. And so that is an overpay. Is. But like it's not it's not like Brock Osweiler where it's like you paid this guy elite money and he's not doesn't belong on a field. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. under the right conditions Danny Jones can can drive the bus. Um, like Ryder is a terrible quarterback. Hey man, I'm like, still not after now. watching Jalen Hurts yesterday. I'm still not convinced that guy's some. I mean, dude, people were calling for that dude to win MVP last year. He went into the fourth quarter with he sixty passing. He would have if he didn't get hurt, and Andy would have lost his mind. He, he would have if he did. Sixty passing yards. His average depth of completion yesterday was two and a half yards, dude. That guy is a dump off princess. Okay. Like anyone could play Jalen Hurts' position. Lost the, well, they not should have lost that game. They could have lost that game. They are vulnerable defense. as fuck. I cannot wait to play them. I mean, um, I truly cannot wait. Anyway, I just want on the record that my initial Danny Dimes take that he was the worst starter in the NFL is is probably bad, but it, it's not far off. I just want I want to revisit that one that I had last year. We, we can I, definitely I agree. We can definitely look at it at the end of the year once we've like seen them put because after Dable, last night Dable, everyone looks horrible. Dable really makes him look bad. Now I will say this: I do have more respect of like I do think he's, <laughs> I do unlike some quarterbacks who like fizzle out, like he's not a shithead or anything. I think he's a hard worker that like people genuinely like, like all the intangibles and bullshit. And I think he's a tough sob. Well, let's be honest, dude. It's not up. his fault that the Giants were stupid and took him that high. Like yeah. if Daniel Jones gets drafted in like the second round and he's on like some other team being developed oh, yeah. behind somebody else, that's probably fine. Where he goes where like Sam Howell is, like fifth yeah, round. like because totally I think they're going to be comparable. He's got the, the he's got the uh, who is there? he's he's the he's got the Darius Hayward Bay syndrome where it's like you just went too high. Yeah, yeah like so this dumbass team puts you in the position of being looked at as someone you were not, and it's not like you're going to be like, uh, no, I refuse a much larger check. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's dumb. So like. Yeah, the Giants are stupid. Their drafting is horrific. Kayvon Thibodeau is an absolute non-factor. It is a bummer for them because I really think Dable's a good coach, and I know they 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 they, they showed up flat today. I, it, things got away from them. It was a kooky. I like I said, Zach, on on the first drive, we saw what they wanted to do, and they weren't able to do that after the the lead just got away from them. But I also think, like again, man, in the last three games, Daniel Dimes has played against us. He's got a passer rating of 62 and he's taken 15 sacks and he's been One, hit dude, like just their times. last two like games. He, just, he can't, I, I said this, or I didn't say this. Like I, I quoted actually coward, which I thought was an interesting point. Like Dallas can beat New York 40 to zero. New York can't beat Dallas 40 to zero. Like maybe there's an era, like a, a game where New York might, pick one off from us of like a 24-17, but they can't kick our ass. They don't have no, absolutely not. But we can if we get running downhill, we can whoop that ass. And we just did it. Well and, and I think Giants again, fans like now Giants fans did what we all do, which is they take the they take their favorite game in recent memory and they use that as like the the benchmark of like this is who we are. 
And they did that with the Vikings game. Um, Daniel Jones rushed for like 80 yards. He threw for 300 yards and two touchdowns with no picks. He still threw three sacks in that game. Um, and they beat, you know, a 13 and four Vikings team. That has no defense, by the way. Exactly. And now, but then, okay, they play the Eagles who stomp their ass. It's like 38 to seven. Mm-hmm. Then they play the, they play the Cowboys lose 40 to nothing. So in their last two games, they have, uh, in the last two games, they've lost a combined 78 to seven. All right. Which is just, I mean, dude, we've never taken two in a row like that. That's fucking it's their rivals too. I think, yeah, yeah in, the, thing, in the like, division, and they took at, he took five sacks against the Eagles, seven sacks. Now that's twelve sacks in the last two football games. They haven't scored. The last time they scored more than seven points was like a full calendar year ago. Like that's crazy. Um, yeah, I they're just not a very good team. They're the team I thought they were last year. They they smoke and mirrored it together, and I think sometimes that can be a bad thing for it. A team we'll see and they didn't I mean, they didn't look, adjust look, dude they didn't a go lot make of teams, upgrades now to be fair a lot of teams can have bad week ones and maybe dallas is really good i mean as much as people clown on dallas for not getting it done in the playoffs and all this shit like dude you're still talking about a team that's won 24 regular season games the last two years like that's i don't know how many mm-hmm. people have more but i bet it's not a lot i bet it's a very short list of teams that have as many or more yeah. wins than dallas the last two years so like you're still looking at a very good team um, so I don't know, maybe they turn it around. I mean, look, the, the Bengals looked like a mess for the first two games last year. And obviously I'm not comparing Joe Burrow and Danny dimes, but they turned it on. So I don't want to say the giant season's completely shot, but I do think it, it exposes. They're not a, they're not a real big boy. They might make no, a it, card. It's shot for the giants fans. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, they were expected I mean, to be big. Oh, do we yeah, want to no, do our bid? Does everyone have their, their, their material ready? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Uh, so we we all enjoy some Schadenfreude or Schadenfreude. What's the what's the term? Schadenfreude. Called? Thank you. Good. So the, the most intelligent of us. Uh, so anyway, uh, we we all picked our favorite uh Giants fan quotes that we could find on the internet. So uh, if you boys are ready, I'll, I'll go ahead and let y'all uh read off one first. But uh, go for it. Uh, Andy, it looks like you uh you you had your favorite. So. This was the shit we were laughing about last night. This is so tough because I'm I'm really stuck between two. Um, they're both classic New York bullshit. Just like, oh man, this is tough. This is really tough. Um, okay, I'm just gonna read one and I'll just share the general sentiment of the other one because it's worth it. Okay, the one that I'm gonna share is. Uh, this Dallas team overachieved last year and gave away the mastermind behind their offense. Classic arrogant <laughs> cowgirls. On paper, we are basically better across the board. Road to the Super Bowl starts tonight. <laughs> it was posted at 6.45 p.m. Central Time last night. Like 30 minutes to kick off. Dude was probably in the stadium getting rained on in the upper deck, just like ready to watch Paris Campbell crush it um and then the other one it was wasn't really even about football but it was some guy that was mad about the cowboys defense like celebrating when they did good because it was 9-11 and he thought that was you know which uh, unclassy which i personally i really hope that was some like guy in ohio that likes the giants if you're a real new yorker who lived through 9-11 and you invoke that shit 
to like shame a football team, shame on you, dude. You're a bad person. You should feel bad about that, dog. Like, oh, uh, but I love that. I, I think that the, take, the Kellen that Moore, the, the rewrite of Kellen Moore's career as soon as he left Dallas is amazing. When he was with us, he sucked. Everyone said he sucked. He was an idiot, blah, blah, blah. As soon as he leaves, he was a genius, dude. <laughs> like, he was a genius. Nothing is better for your reputation than leaving the Dallas Cowboys. All right, I have one unless you do, Zach. I'm trying to find mine again. Give me a second. Okay, all right, I'll go. Anyone want to still shower me with down votes for wondering, now we go all caps, who the fuck we were bidding against to offer Daniel Jones $40 a year? We could have paid Jimmy G or Derek Carr half of Jones and been able to pay Saquon, but no. The team was under 500, and Danny Jones's career saw him throw 15 touchdowns in 17 games and thought, oh, yeah, that's a franchise quarterback, which is crazy because Jimmy G and Derek Carr have both shown they can win games, handing the ball off to an elite running back and then managing. But Daniel Jones has literally never shown that. Daniel Jones sucks, and the team won't win shit with a player who isn't even top 15 at his position, making 40 mil a year. Bro, I love that his alternate plan was to take that money and give it to Saquon. That is incredible, dude. Like, God, they are so they are a poverty franchise, dog. Like, that is next level. Like, not go get a real wide receiver, not fix the offensive line. Just give more money to a different guy you've had for the last 10 horrible years, dude. Like, what? <laughs> mm. Right, we could have used that money to get cooler chairs for the locker room, dude. This is fucked up. Like, <laughs> Z Love, do you got one? I will put you on the clock here, like an NFL draft. Yes, one second. One. <laughs> it has been more than one second. You are a liar, sir. <laughs> got him. I don't know where it went. Uh, it was basically just a very, very long rant about how everything has let him down and ah, it was funny though it was one of those depressing ones where the guy's like my wife left me and now the giants suck too like oh that's sad no no it was more just about like how much hope the giants had inspired in him and how they had let him down how he truly thought they were like super bowl ready so it was funny because of my god dude i'm telling you man i said this at the beginning when you weren't here zach but like i feel a little bit of pity for the giants fans because they got gaslit by like their own media and shit like Mm -hmm. bro that this is a team that went nine seven and one last year like punched above their weight and beat several bad teams to get that nine win record added a guy that was good three years ago at tight end and some other teams third receiver did not fix their offensive line, paid their mediocre quarterback, and they were like, dude, that what else could you possibly need than that? Like, that's crazy. Like, we got shit on for not doing enough, and we added like a former defensive player of the year and like a multi-time Pro Bowl wide receiver to play number two. Like, it's crazy. Can I can I ask this question i know the answer is probably pretty obvious but like i want to read the giants record from like the last 10 years like 971 4 and 13 6 and 10 4 and 12 
five and eleven, three and thirteen, eleven and five, then six and ten, six and ten, seven and nine. They've had one winning, two winning seasons in the last ten years. Would you guys trade all of that for the one Super Bowl they had? Because they, like the the taunt that they use when we taunt them is that they've had more recent Super Bowls, which is fair. And they say we live in the past. I guess oh, my I mean, counter dude, is it's like ten years ago now, dude. That shit's no, done. That's that's like, the same. A, a Super Bowl in two thousand nine is the 11, same as a yeah. Super. Okay, but a Super Bowl in two thousand eleven is the same as a Super Bowl in nineteen ninety five. I guess my point is, would you rather have had that one more recently? And like, yes, our last ten years have kind of sucked, but we've also had I don't know six legitimate chances that just never came to fruition. Or would you rather have the Giants who won one in eleven and have had? one good team since then. Bro, if we were like, like I, 2015 I, I, bad every year, I don't think I'd keep doing it. And I they really are. Don't. They are. Like yeah, I know. Bad every year. They've lost 10 straight games, or I don't know if it's 10 straight games, but Dax won now, what, 10 straight games against them. Yeah, I, I do not think I could do that. Like, could like, you do that? Like, if your division rival kicked your ass 10 straight I know times. it's painful to, like, have the Cowboys get to the playoffs, like, the first or second round and lose, and that sucks. Everyone makes fun of us. And I know that's super painful to have our heart ripped out over and over again. But if it was like there was never even a glimmer of hope, like we were always – I mean literally they, their average year is it like for us are the years where like everything goes wrong, our starting quarterback gets his back destroyed, and we we are playing like a series of journeymen at QB. Like no, I could not do that every year. Like 2020 every year for 10 years would have me not watching professional football. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I know it's silly to say because Super Bowls are all that, that we count, and we ultimately will trump card them with five. Like, that's always how these discussions go. And they're like, well, we can remember ours, blah, blah, blah. But, like, dude, if you're really a fan that watches all of these games and you're not just, like, a guy who says, like, hey, I like this team, and you shit talk your buddy at work. Like, if you really have to sit through all these games and your record over the last 10 years is, like, I don't know. I would guess fifty games below five hundred. I was gonna say you've seen fifty. You've seen fifty wins and a hundred losses. Like yeah. that's fucking rough, that's bro. Pain, man. Like I don't. I know that they got the Super Bowl, and yeah, I'd probably fall back on that as copium too. But like, golly, man, at least we've. I mean, yeah, we went twelve and five the last two years, and we have jack shit to show for it. I get that, but like. At least the ride was fun. I was like, gonna say, dude. Like, those... At least we like the the des- the journey or the the destination might have sucked, but the journey was fun. That, dude, that's why we always hark on it so much during those two last two seasons. We're like, hey, like it's a special year. Like let's enjoy it while it's happening. You know, this is fun. Like that's why we're that's why we love doing the podcast. Like, dude, do you think we would be doing a a weekly podcast if we were winning six games a season every? You know, would we be on season seven or eight of this tough. podcast? Dude, really that would be. Tough, it's tough for me to get up for like that one end of year episode where we've lost. Like, that's tough for me. Like, if that was like regular shit, no way, dude. No Z, do you way. agree or do you have? Uh, would you rather the Super Bowl? Oh, we might have lost Zach again. No, no I agree with you guys. Oh, okay. That's nice. All right. Well, uh, I don't have anything else on that game unless you guys do. I mean, thorough ass kicking in every sense of the word. Um, do we want to preview week two? How do y'all want to do this? 
Yeah, I, I hate this, but I do have to jet here momentarily to get Cassie some medicine. So I don't have a mm. ton of time. Um, mm. If you want to do a real quick preview of the Jets, you I'm down. Do a preview, or do you want to do our, our picks week two? Let's picks. do our picks, and then maybe we do record a mini episode later this week with a preview of the Jets. Uh, Star Love Goat. Yeah, oh, so got to do Star Love better. Goat. Gosh, Zach, that's a great call. Um, this is really hard. I'm gonna start. So Star Love Goat. For those of us first listening, uh, essentially it's our player of the game. I am the walk star. I give the star. Anthony Gutelli over there is the goat. He'll give his goat of the game, and then Mr. Love will give his love of the game. Uh, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be the player with the best stats. Just, you know, this is this is free riff. You can choose whoever you want. Sometimes we go outside the box. I will start um, on Star Love Goat. And uh, this was tough, man. Like I said, I mean, we, we got up so big so early. And I don't know if this guy's ever going to do anything again. So I'm going Wanye Thomas, man. Hell had yeah, the block, dude. Had the block field goal, got the thing rolling for us. Had a few nice little defensive Kid's plays. a player, man. Kid's a player. Um, Legitimately had to Google how to spell his name before I tweeted out his name immediately after. So Some say the Mexican Kanye. Wanye. <laughs> Thomas, uh, I I am thankful for you, my friend. But uh, he's the the walk star, star of the game. Week one. Very nice. All right, Mr. Goat, the goat of the game. You know, it would be you could make a case for basically anyone on this defense. Um, but I'm going to go with the architect, Mr. D'Anthony Quinn. Ooh, um, the coach, dude. I I mean, we have. We're talking about a man that took over the worst defense in franchise history in 2021. The worst defense in franchise history. I mean, dude, it was the most painful shit to watch ever. We were giving up like 300 rushing yards a game. Like running backs you've never heard of were having career games against us. We were giving up like... 150 yard receiving days like they were free tickets to the fair. It was horrible. Not only did Dan Quinn come in and immediately just like put in a scheme that could make guys we already had successful, he brought in new guys and developed incredible talent. He took guys that other teams didn't want. J. Ron Curse is a great example of this and made them into basically like not maybe not superstars but definitely like high value role players that are the kind of bread and butter you need on a Super Bowl team. And I think this year, which sad to say is probably the final year of of Dan's reign cuz there's just no way we can keep him forever. He's like a 4 million dollar DC at this point. This is like the the penultimate expression of dan's vision i mean like if there's ever going to be another legion of boom you're looking at it it is this this d-line this secondary this linebacker core all working in concert to terrorize every team they come up against the nfl the guys that play for him love him he gets the best out of them and last night it was on full display as they absolutely pieced up this team you know for all the shit we've talked about them a team that went to the playoffs and won a playoff game last year. So they are probably better than like 10 to 12 NFL teams. We dog walked them out of their own stadium within half a quarter. And if Dan gets to have his way and keep his guys, like injuries cooperate, 
Dan is going to fuck around and be coordinator of the year and be lifting a Lombardi at the end of this season. So my go to the game, the first of many maybe, is Dan Quinn. All right. Well said, Mr. Love. If you're talking, we can't hear you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I am going with Bobby Johnson. Um, He's the, the offensive cool. line coach for the New York Giants. Oh, nice. <laughs> I knew he was going to be Bobby Johnson. OG Bobby Johnson. Yeah, I don't think you need much more explaining than that. Nope. Uh, he, he helped us a lot. <laughs> Golly, dude. Tough day to be him. Probably not fun watching film at the facility. Well, Bobby Johnson, if nothing else, you are the boys will be boys love of the Checks game. in the mail, bro. You're 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 appreciated. All right, boys. Um, I don't know how long Goat has, but uh, let's uh let's try and get through a uh, week two games. Do you guys want to do that? Do yeah, know? let's run it. All right. So Zach, you missed last week, so you basically you're way behind. But just to go over record, Andy, uh, Bills Jets isn't done. Set thirteen six. But if they win, I'm up on you. We we did not have a great week. Uh, I was seven and. Seven. A lot of upsets, dude. We we pretty much straight chalked the fucking first week because we had no idea who these teams were. You were six and eight straight up. I was seven and seven, and that's without yeah, Bills yeah. Jets. If you get Jets, you go down. So, but you also took Patriots over Eagles, which was big. You got Niners. I took Pitt, which looks ugly. We both got fucked on Vikings, Titans, Broncos, Seahawks, Chargers, and Bears. So we all we doubled. I knew I shouldn't have picked the fucking Chargers. You took Bengals. I did get the Browns. I was like, the Pats shouldn't, and the Pats shouldn't have lost. They got boned. Fucking Hunter Henry. uh, Zach, if you haven't heard, uh, you know, I actually did tell Zach, but we haven't finalized the bet yet. It will be, but something to do with Dude Perfect. Just be ready for that. Zach had never heard of Dude Perfect. Oh, man, dude. You got got homework to do. (laughs) They're crazy, dude. They're epic, bro. (laughs) They're so epic, dude. Dude, Zach, Zach might be a big fan. What does Zach get Freaking epic, dude. They're like epic as heck, dude. They're they're freaking epic as heck, brother. I'll check it out. I'll let you know. All right. Uh, Zach comes on the next episode. He's from like a fitted cat backwards. (laughs) All right. Week two, it begins with Thursday night football. Vikings at the Eagles. Eagles spotting a touchdown on the line. Um, I'll make it quick. I'll take fucking bird gang. I don't like it, but I desperately want to choose Minnesota because I think Philly is fraud and fraudadelphia, and I do think they're vulnerable. But Minnesota just sucks. I, I just don't think they have the firepower, and I don't Sorry. think they have the defense. Sorry to our friend Jake if he's listening. Um, all right, Zach. I agree. Eagles. Uh, that sucks. Okay, next one we have a fun one. Noon Ravens Bengals. Ravens coming off an ugly win. Bengals coming off an ugly loss. Bengals are at home and they're three and a half point favorites, which is interesting. Baltimore took a ton of injuries. Uh, I I assume the Bengals will will uh, snap back. I don't think they're as bad as they looked against the Browns. I'm going to give the Bengals one more chance. I choose the Bengals for love. I'm also going to go with the Bengals. The uh, injuries to Ravens guys just too much. Hey, can I mention, you know, Andy, I was, I was giving them shit last week. Cause I'm not a Bengals guy. I did. I did enjoy uh, them getting their, their face rubbed in it a little. Bit. Yeah, it was great. Uh, that said, I will fade them. I'm taking the Ravens. Um, 
Burrow had that calf injury, and I know they say he's okay, but I don't know. I need a. I'm gonna need to see him play good before I start betting the Bengals. That's fair. I'm taking Ravens. Um, all right, next game: Lions, Seahawks. Lions coming off a big win. This is Seahawks interesting. Off an ugly Lions. loss. Oh, you take Lions right away, Zach. Oh yeah. Okay. I think I'm gonna go Seattle. I think Detroit is Ooh. gonna be coming off of like an emotional high from from beating the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs would have beat them if they had had a breathing receiver or could Darius Tony had just like had hands. Um I think Seattle wants to bounce back from a very ugly loss. I think Seattle gets it done. I'm also taking the Seahawks. I think it's a bounce back game for Geno. He also threw for like 400 yards against the Lions last year. I think I think it's a bounce back game for the Seahawks and Pete Carroll. They don't typically play like ass two games in a row. Yeah. So, uh, and I need to see more from the Lions before I ever start believing. I wasn't that. impressed with their offense at all. Yeah. Uh, next one. I think the Seahawks are that bad though. That's my yeah, they, they, they might be bad, but I, goes back to a bad yeah, quarterback. I need to see, I need really to see the guys before I believe he reverts to the mean. I think Seahawks are worse. I don't think they're five and a half points. Dogs, That's fair. Like, I know they are. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, to me. I get you. I thought I'd be. Yeah. Yeah, that line's big. But uh, all right, next one Texans hosting the Colts. Uh, two funny teams. Colts and Texans both lost, but I both think kind of looked encouraging in the loss with their rookie quarterbacks. I don't know. That was my takeaway from watching both of them. I thought neither one of them really got embarrassed. It was just, uh, the Colts have guys. Houston has no guys. Give me the Colts. Okay. I I feel like that's just a coin flip, to be honest. By the way, the Texans are a shocking one point favorite in this. They have Noah Brown. That's the point. Uh, that's right. Uh, put me on Texas instead. <laughs> oh, geez. I'm going back and forth on this one. I think I'll take Texans at home. God, nice. Gross. Um, I don't want to waffle on that, but it'll be pod official. I'll, for the pod, I'm taking the Texans at home, which feels really gross. Um, Next one, Bucks and Bears. Speaking of gross. Oh, my uh, God, dude. This Buccaneers is... are home to the Bears. Both teams just... Bucks, Bucks somehow won, won that game. I don't understand how Dakota. Baker won. The the Bears, who, like, the I whole universe Bears. wanted to finally overcome the Packers. Dude, I don't know if you saw this, but, like, Barstool Big Cat was, like, the most depressed I've ever seen a human. He was like, it just feels like it's a rule of the universe. And as long as I'm alive, the Bears will always just lose to the Packers. And it doesn't matter who the players are. I was like, that yeah. sucks, dude. Oh, dude, um, he looks so defeated. I think, I, dude, I, I, I really, I know the Bears look like shit, but I'm, I'm still not selling all my Justin Field stock. I definitely like, uh, sold a little, a little bit of it to the dark pool so that n- the rest of the market wouldn't see me unloading my Justin Field stock. But I still have a little bit of, uh, of shares of Justin Fields. Um, not that I would an, own a human being. Uh, anyway, I'm choosing the Chicago Bears. Zach. I'm going with Bears. Nice. Uh, I had connection issues. Oh, that's okay. Um, This is tough, man. I don't even know, like, I'm trying to look who the favorite is on this one real quick. Uh, I would imagine, yeah, the Bears are three-point dogs, which is weird. I guess Bucks are home. I'm going to take the Bucks. I don't, 
have any reason to. I think it's two bad teams that are going to miss the playoffs by a lot, but I'll take the Bucks for one more week. All right, next one, boys. We're getting through it quick. Uh, Jags-Chiefs, fun game at noon. Real fun game. Jags coming off a win. Chiefs 0-1 on the road. Do the Chiefs have Kelsey and uh, Homeboy on defense back yet? Uh, Jones did sign. I imagine he'll play. Chris Jones signed. I don't know about Kelsey. He's still questionable. We won't know until reports come out. But uh, I'll go first on this one. I think I'm going to go Jacksonville until otherwise. I'm okay, nice. Chiefs. They're two point favorites, um, ah. two and a half point favorites. I'll go Chiefs, and he's taking I'm the Jags. That's big. Okay, I'm, I'm going T Dog. Nice. Damn. Okay, it's both you boys. I'm just I just, riding the lightning. I just can't imagine the Chiefs go starting zero and two. I just can't. I, I can see that. I need the. I need to see like, more. They're gonna bounce back. They're gonna do a lot better. But. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Falcons Packers, interesting game too at noon. Falcons are Packers. home. Zach going Packers right away. Okay. Falcons yeah, I'm gonna have to go. Packers. He can't throw the Falcons. Yeah, Falcons has so many cool scrimmage. pieces, and they the have Falcons. no way to use them. It sucks, and but it is two point favorites, and now the Packers are one point favorites. So the, See, the Packers Jordan Love is not a bad. He's definitely a lot better than what the Falcons have. I was watching that game. He cannot throw past the line of scrimmage. It's rough. Like, it's never worse. He's terrible. I think – fuck, this is tough. Um, I'll, Gosh, I think I'll take the home team. I'm going Falcons. Nice. All right, Bills, Raiders. I think we're all taking Bills. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't want to spend too much time on that one, unless one of you guys really wants to get bold with that. Nope, not uh, good. All right, Bills Raiders. We'll take Bills Chargers Titans. Titans are home. Chargers three point favorites, coming off a loss. Titans. About, yeah. Oh, I'll say. I think that sounded right. Chargers. That line. I just hate the Chargers. I just hate the Chargers. There's no. Chargers. There's no analytics involved. <laughs> um, Titans home dogs. I. God, dude, Tannehill looks so bad. Otherwise, I would take the Titans. I think I I do think the Chargers are right for it, but I'll I'll begrudgingly take the Chargers. Both teams zero and one and need a win bad, but I'll take Chargers. Um, Rams hosting the Niners. I think we're all on Niners unless one of you God, wants to that, make that's going to be a yes. fucking mashing. Yeah, we'll take 49ers there. Okay, that brings us to Giants Cardinals. Ugh, gross. Dude, you know what? I would have said the card. I would have said the New York Giants a week ago, but the Giants look truly bad. The Cardinals look like they will fight in every game, and New York has done this thing now where they're like, "Well, at least we have the Cardinals next week, dude. So that's a free win. We won't be at least we won't start off zero and two. I was like, "Oh man, you're fucked." I'm going Arizona. Ooh, Arizona with the upset. Josh, the, Josh Dobbs, the fucking alien dude, is going to fucking pull this one out in the desert. Me and Goat have almost disagreed on every game. I love this. Be I'm also going to go with uh, Arizona, though. The wow. Giants, this is definitely an O2 season. The, the true Giants. bird gang, dude. The true you know bird gang, bro. You know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll, make it a, I'll make it a pod. I'll make it a pod social. We'll all hit Cardinals. On Hell yeah, dude. Fuck the Giants. Fuck the Giants. Um, They're five-point dogs, which is sad that they're only five-point favorites against this Cardinals team. Cowboys, Jets, 325. The, actually, I'm going to save that one because I like to put it at the end. Sorry to tease it. Um, 
Broncos hosting the commies. Interesting game. Com- Broncos are actually the favorites. Dude, Denver at beginning it. We've seen this too many times. Denver at home early in the year. There's a weird curse with the altitude. Okay. I said that too. I, they lost last week though, which killed it. I, I convinced Matt on the same thing to bet with me. Yeah, then- Washington, bro. They're bad. Denver. All right. I took Broncos to Wilson actually looked good in the first half. Now they look like shit in the second, but I'm taking Broncos as well. I'm also going to go with Broncos just because I hate the Commanders. I honestly didn't watch either of those games. And they were pretty ugly. Um, Patriots holding the Dolphins. Dolphins three-point favorites. Um, I'll it's take the, it's fins. the Fins, dude. They're so fun, yeah, man. I'm going They're going to put up like 9,000 yards of offense and win by two points. I know Belichick's a genius, but, dude, there's no one who's stopping Tyree Kill. Yeah, you can't think your way past Tyree Kill, dude. <laughs> he runs a two-second 40-yard dash. Plus, they got um, Zeke on their team, man. Yeah, yeah he dude. had a pretty bad fumble, but that's okay. Yeah. Matt um, Jones and Zeke cost them the game. They should have beat the But it was early. Like After they kind of rallied, they, they outplayed them after the first quarter, in my opinion. I know, but if they hadn't fucked up early, they would have had the lead. Um, Saints-Panthers, gross game. Horrible Panthers, game. Yeah. I don't know, two <sighs> shit teams. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, fading yeah. The, dude, I'm fading the Saints all year. I just, yeah, I was going to say, over, I'm picking the Panthers, over, but barely. Over... Like win total is nine and a half, and it just pisses me off because I think they suck. Car sucks. Their coach cut. So I'm taking Panthers. They I'm are actually the favorites. Okay. They're three point favorites. The Saints on the road. Yeah, I'm I'll actually Bryce going Young. I uh, I can't believe I'm gonna pick the fucking Browns. I yeah, hate Browns. The, the, the Steelers, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Monday is so night. bad, dude. Also, that Saints game is Monday night. I guess we got two Monday night games. So Brown Steelers, the second Monday night game. Kenny Pickett is bad. Dude, they look so bad. I, I actually I can't believe I picked them in a pick 'em. Like I, I yeah. really thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna expose Brock Purdy and he just picked on them, dude. Just I mean they did they didn't get their first first down until two like sixteen in the first half. Yeah. That that golly It's that, Cleveland, unfortunately. Zach. I'm gonna go Steelers just because I hate the Browns. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, I'm never going to root for them. Take the sky. I'm going to take the Steelers to bounce back at home. I don't like it. All right. That leaves us our last game of the week. Zach, if you don't know, all games are worth one point, except the Cowboys game is worth three. We are hosting the Jets. I was nervous about this game, but I honestly think Aaron Rodgers will be done for the season at the time of this recording. Um, we haven't really done our game preview. We can kind of, we've gone long tonight. I don't, we don't, it's early in the season. Just, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say, if you haven't paid attention this year, the Rogers is on the jets. Garrett Wilson's fun. They've got a lot of hype. Rogers is now hurt. I think the jets O line is in shambles. They're a terrible O line. We just saw what this D line did to the giants. I think we do something similar to the jets. So could be I worse. Cowboys. We are. Yeah. We're going to run them over. Like, if you have a bad O-line, everything else is fucked. And the Jets have one of the worst offensive lines in football, and they're playing against the single best defensive front in the sport. They are done. And especially if Zach Wilson's back there, it's going to get ugly fast. Yeah, I'm saying that this is basically going to be a repeat of the Giants game. Like, I would not be surprised if we actually won it 40-0. to zero. Oh, that'd be so tight. Back-to-back 40-0 wins. I would love that. All right. Well, that is our pick for week. 
two, Zach, since you didn't get any, like me and Andy have way more points than you. So good luck after week one. Fuck it, Zach. You're going to have to wear dude perfect stuff. All right, boys. I hate to uh, rush us out of here, but I do have to go retrieve Robitussin for the the misses. Um, but for those of you listening at home, as always, thank you so much for listening. If you'd like what you've heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. It helps us climb the ever-infinite iTunes Spotify charts. Feel free to hit us up on the Twitter where Ben will – I mean the X – Apologies, where Ben will be uh, engaging in gentle and sometimes not so gentle banter. Hey, BWBB pod, it was fun. I was live tweeting during the game. I had some bangers go off. You got great takes. Uh, as always, join, please, uh, please follow forward. Please, please fuck please. yeah. As always, I'm Andy Gatelli, Benjamin Walker, Zachary Love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys, one and zero. Take it easy. Peace.